That fine composition, copyrighted under the Creative Commons by my single favorite band, Nine Inch Nails, was a sample from the third track of the album Ghost, which you can find on all major streaming services. Now on to the second episode of Project Challenge, Do Vulcans Menstruate Green Blood? This is Project Challenged with your host, Doug Lund, putting the D in Challenged. I'm Eric Hollis, here in the Bit Cave. Start off with uh, big thanks for allowing us to record in the Bit Cave tonight. Not a uh, a problem at all. In fact, it's always good to have you down. I mean, what are these mics doing if we're not talking into them? Hell yeah, and we know it's going to sound great. So, thanks, brother. I hope it. I uh, hope and it does. Shout out to to Tyler since this is uh, kind of his setup and his chair that I'm sitting in right now. And you hacked his Facebook today, so there's there's that too. <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but I'm, I'm helping. I guess you him. technically didn't hack it. <laughs> he kind of left the door wide open. It's like saying that. I don't know. Is that would you consider that hacking or no? Probably not. That's more manipulation. Yeah, it required zero effort on on my part, so I can't call it a real hack. If I'd have made it seem like you did it, that would have been a hack. See that that would have been a good play too, because completely believable. I just wanted to get it done. Tell us about what we're drinking today. We are drinking from Crab Tree Brewing Company, Peach Habanero Imperial Red Ale. Doug hates fruity beers. I, I have a categorical ban on, on Snapple beers, and uh, somehow peach habanero works. It's delightful. So you know we're going to have to do episodes where I guess I drink IPAs then, huh? Eventually. I'm going to try and find shit you like, but the whole point is to mix it up. Whether, I like that sour IPA. I know I must have tried it, because you told me I did. and You it, definitely tried it. It must have been... I either drank a lot of it, or it was forgettable. It's probably forgettable to you. Because it was a good tasting, full-bodied IPA. No, actually, it, was, it doesn't taste like an IPA at all. We'll just keep forcing ourselves to try different things. I've already found that blonde last week that, that I was drinking, even though it wasn't the same one that you were drinking. I don't drink blondes, and I would drink that one again. That was uh, this year's new blonde? Is that what it's called? Yeah, this year's blonde, I think. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember the it. company, but it's a very good beer. Yeah, it's a local one, I think. I got notes on it somewhere, though. I'm sure you do. I, I need to keep track of it, make sure we don't do any repeats or anything over time. I think we've got enough beer here in Colorado to last us uh, a few episodes. A couple few. A couple few. Where do you want to start today? Since this is Project Challenge, politics are not off the table. Should we address any of that that's going on? It's it's Saturday right now. This will probably come out sometime next week. Uh, but I guess a lot of people in the country are not very happy <laughs> currently and are... Uh, Marching slash protesting in America's major cities? I think the environment pretty much dictates that's where we have to start. So I agree. Let, let's talk about it. Um, we are a little over 24 hours into Trump's presidency. And if people are actually listening to this, it, it means uh, we've survived uh, perhaps the first few days or, or week, however long it takes me to edit. Um, I'm not actually confident that we're going to make it that far as a, <laughs> as a nation. I, I have to say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit concerned. Just with, with what we don't know, that it's such a, a bizarre circumstance. It really still feels like some kind of fucking Twilight Zone episode where it would not surprise me if we got a broadcast tomorrow that was like, hey, folks, we had you going. Uh, now get back to reality. But you know that's not going to happen like that. And I think we both talked about this before, that there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people, and I'm not going to mention names that I respect, that are still defending Trump. And I gave a lot of chances. Like, he got more chances than anyone's gotten. And at this point, I don't know how you can defend him anymore. Unless all of the media 
and news I've been reading has all been fake. All of it. Fake news? <laughs> and really, what do you believe? And I think that's one reason why I don't pay attention to it as much. Now, if you're on Facebook, you can't help but see it. I don't pay attention to politics and shit like that. And now everything's coming out. Oh, it's all manipulated anyway. So it's all propped, dude. So, I mean, what's really the point? We need to to wait and see what Anonymous ends up uh, furnishing because they they singled him out on Twitter and said we've we've got documentation uh, that proves pretty much all of this Russian bullshit is true, uh, i.e. his links to the to the Russian government. And I lost faith in Anonymous a long time ago, but they're indicating that they have material at this point. It's not news that a journalist wrote. It's shit they pulled off of people's hard drives. If they have that though, why are they waiting? Good question. I don't know. There's either a play here or they're still sifting through a lot of material looking for the presumably the silver bullet. I mean, is there really a silver bullet that he can't dodge at this point? I don't know how much farther it can go. You better knock on some wood when you say that, son, because it, it can get worse. My hope is, is that, like you said, that we've been wrong about what to expect. You have to think that just stepping into the Oval Office as the resident of the White House, that... Uh, that's got to have an impact on anyone, even Donald Trump. And perhaps once the the real weight of the the job sets in, then we'll we'll start seeing some some different decisions being made. I do have to say that uh, his inauguration speech was one hundred percent a step in the right direction because a lot of the rhetoric was was toned down. And for the the first time, I actually thought I didn't hear him deliver it, but just reading it, I thought this sounds presidential. So. Now, I'm sure you've seen there's a quote from Trump's speech that's exactly the same as Bane from uh, Dark Knight. There's no such thing as new material when it comes to anything in entertainment or a speechwriter. Everything is a, is a reference or a paraphrase from, from anything else. It's just usually a little more well done. Yeah, all I've seen is the Bane clip. I didn't listen to the speech. I didn't watch the inauguration. Didn't care. I haven't watched any of them. I almost, though, I mean, when you're bringing three doors down... That's going to get anybody to tune in. <laughs> shit, shit. I fucked up my response to that. Uh, it happens. Yeah. It's a, uh, oh man. <laughs> I, I have nothing but laughter at, as a response to that. It's, it, it's, it's three doors down. And I, I even posted something about, I think it was, yeah, it was Clinton's inauguration. R.E.M. and U2 played one song together. And I posted that just, you know, as a reminder, that was a that was a really good set. And a couple of my Facebook friends, Trump supporters, lit me up about it. Like, but really, this is a guy that's gonna negotiate for our country. And he couldn't negotiate a Bruce Springsteen cover band. I mean, they have those down at the Holiday Inn on the weekends <laughs> next to the fucking tiki bar. I don't know. I'm just gonna get pissed if we keep talking about it because when I do think about it, like all of these women marching today. There's a reason that they're doing that. You know, people are obviously pretty afraid of what this means if you're not a straight white male in this country. Yeah. And, you know, I can make jokes about it and shit, but at the end of the day, I'm never going to see things from a perspective that's not that because that's what I am. I don't know. A lot of people think shit's going to get pretty bad. That's a fair point. As white men, we are most likely to be affected least by whatever is coming. I mean, that puts us in a position where we really shouldn't be judging how it affects people who aren't white males. I don't think I can. That's not fair. Yeah. 
I think the point that I want to make is that that should put us in a, in a position of, of observation and empathy for the next four years. Like we need to put our concerns aside because as white guys, we have very, very few. I'm not trying to spread the, the white shame or, or guilt. Uh, absolutely not. I love all the benefits it, it brings to my life, but um, if shit's going to get bad for other people, we should make a point to actually do something about it besides fucking complain. I've really mixed feelings about the protests that are, that are happening in this first 24 hours because I do think it, it's all right to protest. I do think uh, we should be vocalizing our opinions. But I also think we should be getting up off our asses and doing something about it besides fucking complain. Because if you, if you run for office, if you form a foundation, if you volunteer time doing something, then you're a fucking patriot and you care about your country and there's some weight to your words. If you just fucking bitch about it, then you're just a fucking bitch. My question is this. Is this just everyone that didn't vote for Trump protesting? Because I'm not saying everyone didn't go out and vote, but come on, people. 47% of this country, so almost half, didn't vote. And now everyone's pissed? Isn't the problem that maybe none of us cared until it was too late? I mean, I voted, and you voted, I assume. I did. And neither one of us voted for Trump, I assume. I did not. (laughs) I did not either. Uh, I didn't vote for Hillary either, though. Nor did I. But I think... You're exactly correct saying that we do need to get out and do something about it. What is this weekend really going to accomplish? And I'm not trying to shit on the people that are out there that really that really care about this, but is Donald Trump still going to be president Monday morning when I wake up to go to work? Yeah. I don't know that, that we should spend a whole lot more time on, on this I don't subject. think we should either. You've got a list there. Let's talk about fun shit. I, I will say, lastly, though, I am, I am very much looking forward to the constant source of entertainment and material that, that our president is going to provide for us to talk about. If anything else, it, it will be a, a water cooler topic that no one can ignore. I think it's all fun and funny until we start getting nuked. <laughs> and then that's when it stops. When this turns into Fallout 4 then we, we probably need to, to rethink a couple things. That And that's my biggest worry. Is he a fucking buffoon? Yeah. Do I agree with anything he says? Hardly not. But how are we viewed in the rest of the world? Like, is this going to be the time when there's another country out there, you know, ready to jump? Yeah. Like, oh, my, my God, how could they not view this as a weakness? We have a game show host as our fucking president. Uh, he's... <laughs> Not proven to be the most stable person, though. You can just tell by by how quickly and emphatically he reacts. When it comes to national security, I think we actually took a, a small step forward. And I think it's because people would be hesitant to fuck with someone who they knew would nuke the fuck out of them if he woke up pissed off that morning. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I don't know. I think it makes us very vulnerable, and I think it makes us look very foolish as a country. And our conversation right now would be a pretty similar conversation had Hillary won. And that different concerns, right. similar conversation. The big difference being they'd be known concerns. The thing right. with Trump is that it's all who fucking knows what, what to expect next. I mean, we've got a good year of uh, of pop culture coming up, so I hope you know we're still here to talk yeah. about this in 2018. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Hell, uh, Next week, week after, new Japan Droids album. I'm completely excited about that. Tell me about that, because this falls under the category of shit Doug doesn't know about yet. Uh, well, first of all, did you ever listen? Have you ever listened to the Japan Droids? I know who they are. I've never listened to a tune, unless it's something you've played. 
their last album, uh, Celebration Rock, came out the couple months before I moved here, so about four years ago, and it's one of my favorite uh, favorite albums. The new one has a single. I can't remember what it's called, but it's going to be great. It's the first big pop culture release, in my opinion, I'm excited for this year, I think. Just judging by the name, this sounds like something Tyler would like. Um, I think he enjoys them. It, don't think, like, the name doesn't fit the band. Yeah. They're more of a, they're definitely indie rock. Where are they from? You know, I don't know. They're American, though. Not not Japan. And, they're not from Japan, and, and they're, they're not, not androids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they don't have a, if you heard their sound, you wouldn't think, oh, I should name that band the Japan Droids. The Japan Droids, when I think of that, I'm thinking of like Shonen Knife and shit. Yeah. No, they don't sound anything like that. But there's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the references real here on, on Project Challenge. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. We're getting a new Arcade Fire album this year. Really? Yes. Confirmed this year? Confirmed this year. New Arcade Fire. Broken Social Scene also coming out with a new album this year. No shit. I didn't know they were still putting out new material. I you know I thought I think them and Arcade Fire both kind of took a break after their last uh, record, but we're gonna get we're gonna get two new ones this year, which is which is awesome. And is Tool not happening? Well, a Perfect Circle's touring, and this was actually news before I made my prediction about uh, a new Tool album in, in 2017. Uh, I guess sometime in December they had announced they were going to be doing a couple of shows, and then subsequent to that they announced a much larger tour and the fact that they're going to be putting out a new album. So if Maynard is working presumably full-time with A Perfect Circle, I think Tool has once again been relegated to the back burner. But the fact that they did tour and were spending time together, I think still is is reason for hope. Well, I hope you get at least one more album. Yeah, me too. And, and I think that's all we may get from from that collection of, of individuals. And if it's just one, then that's great. I'll, I'll live with it because I know it's going to be fucking awesome just like the rest of their body of work. Did um, Nine Inch Nails just come out with a new album? So they did. And, and I haven't heard you talk about it once, so what's wrong with it? Trent Reznor prefaced the release with the idea that a lot of Nine Inch Nails fans were probably not going to like this, uh, this EP because it is just a six songs and and he talked about how he intentionally released it in an ep format because that seemed like the right uh structure for for this type of music i don't hate it all and i don't love it all there's a few tracks in there that that work for me there's a few that i just have never heard trent reznor do anything like that before when you say that what kind of what kind of genre is he going towards or is it still all industrial just done differently you know so he hasn't been truly industrial for a, a while uh, he's really more into the the full electronic space uh, with, uh, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that I'd say full electronic because it, it, it's, it sounds very electronic at, at the root of everything. But then he's a prolific instrument player. I mean, he plays everything. So he always right. throws 18 different layers with 47 different instruments on, on top of it. it. It's just so drastically different than anything I've heard him do before. I need to to re-ingest it and process it and, and, and see if, you know, maybe there's something that I, I'm missing there. But it is all those layers and the nuance that I've always appreciated about his music most. And this seems like a very kind of straightforward, almost, um, what would be a good analogy or a similar sound? I'm having difficulty identifying one because I don't know that I've heard anything that sounds like this before. It was jarring. It was. It, it made me feel uncomfortable listening to it, and I think that was exactly the effect that he was going for. Is you're going to listen to this and you're going to be uncomfortable, 
and I could absolutely see him wanting to, to do that. Like the whole point of this is to, to put you in a, in a zone of discomfort through audio input. And, you know, basically this is an experiment in how fucking squirmy we can make you by listening to something. That sounds like something that Trent would do. It, it does. Now, I want to hear it. I might have to, I might have to buzz. Did it come out 17 or was it end of 16? It was, uh, it was like the day before or after Christmas. I remember it was right. So around it was then. 16. Okay. Yeah. I was in Arizona when it dropped and I, I listened to it. Uh, on the way back a couple of times. Quick listen, because it's only six songs. And um, again, there's there's some stuff in there I really like. It's the stuff that sounds, to me, like Nine Inch Nails. It's the other stuff that doesn't, that I, I really didn't care for. And So this was the first album that Nine Inch Nails produced where Atticus Ross was a, a full-time member. And Atticus is the one that, that Trent Reznor did, the, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and the Social Network soundtracks with. So they've been collaborating for a while, so I guess it's not a big surprise that, that Atticus is now an official member of Nine Inch Nails, it's kind of funny that Trent made a point to say Atticus Ross is now an official member of, of Nine Inch Nails. Like, do you really need to to make an announcement about that? Yeah, no, not at this point, I don't think. But but maybe that's another sign that that we're to expect a, a pretty large departure from from what we're used to. So I'm hoping we get more material because there just hasn't been a lot of it lately from Trent. But um, I hope it's less of the stuff I didn't care for and. I'll uh, I'll provide some some specific examples that, that we can talk about later, maybe next episode, because it's interesting. And I guess kind of to to stay on music a second, and also to stay on shit Doug didn't know. Have you spun the Tribe album anymore since I introduced you to it? I, actually, that was all I listened to for about two weeks after I finally became aware of it, and it, it's phenomenal. I don't get into music like I used to because I I think with music. You don't go back and play old video games as much as I go back and listen to Zeppelin or The Who or, you know, the library of music that I've amassed over the years. So it's rare for me to find something new. Like, I find, like, 10, 12 albums a year that I really get into. That many. Yeah. And and I know that's a lot based on our age group uh, because, you know, everyone's got families, well, except for me. But that album, I could tell the first time we played it here on a Friday night drinking beer, I was like, this is something special. It is it's, from, from the first track all the way through it. This is yeah, This is, this is an album that I will be listening to 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I hope that's why I know I'm going to be listening to Japan droids on my, on my way home to, to catch up with, I guess with, with their body of work. We might have to throw on some Japan droids after the cast and drink a couple beers. It's a short album and, uh, only fans of mine listening to this will make any sense. But, uh, the script I have for Ski School Three, a Japan Droids track, opens the movie. So nice. <laughs> yeah, that was that was for for all two of you, especially our fan in Germany. Well, I've learned to to take your your music recommendations seriously, as opposed to your movie recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> we like a lot of the same movies. I think I don't know. Well, how would you define your taste compared to mine? That's a good question. Different movies, right? Movies, strictly movies. Yeah. We have very, I guess we have similar music tastes, I would say, maybe. Uh, I don't know that they are all that that similar. I know we have a lot of overlap, just like we do in our movie preferences, but the difference is, is that when you give me a music recommendation, I listen to it. Nine times out of ten, I like it. When, when you give me a movie recommendation and I watch it, <laughs> nine times out of ten... I have to hold myself back from telling you how much I I hated what I just watched. (laughs) Well, I will tell you the late night movie tonight here is going to be Death Race 2050. (laughs) All right. 
I'm I'm down. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's. I don't it's, really have a choice. <laughs> you, you do, uh, but that's 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 what the film is going to be. But I think I like. Uh, I think I like camp and shit more than you do. I think that's that's part of it. Yeah, uh, you do. I, I'm just going to acknowledge that, and, and we'll move on from there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I take all that stuff. What are you most excited about this year? Movie, book, music. The movie's easy. Star Wars. Right. I don't think there's anything else that I'm really that, that psyched for. Well, that that's a, a... I'm just worried about that one. All it is is anxiety right now. And, until I know more about it. Uh, the, the last trailer that we got, I thought, was pretty great. Uh, I know there's parts of it that you didn't really care for, specifically The Flash. All The Flash. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's November... I didn't realize that that was 2017. And did that happen? Wasn't this originally going to be a two-parter? Yes. And now it's not. Right. But there's still going to be another Justice League movie. It's just not going to be branded as part one and part two, kind of. I think I think they backed off of the two-part thing. Based on how shitty Batman versus Superman did? Or was it even before that that the decision was made? I think it was based on Batman versus Superman. The rumor I read yesterday is they're trying to get Ryan Reynolds back to play Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps movie. Yeah, but they've already cast for the Green Lantern movie. I thought you saw that. I thought you were the one that told me about that. Who did they cast? I thought the last thing that I read was a, a specific black actor that was cast to play... John Stewart. Right. And that we were getting John Stewart and a number of other alien Green Lanterns, but there wasn't going to be multiple uh, Earth... Green Lanterns. I think we're getting multiple Earth Lanterns. We might even get a Guy Gardner. Too bad Dennis Leary isn't 20 years younger. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Good casting, man. Let's keep talking about casting because I think you saw also in the vein of Ryan Reynolds on his Twitter a picture with him and Hugh Jackman and Pierce Brosnan. I don't know if Pierce is my first choice to play Cable, but I think he'd do a pretty good job. Just to clarify, this is also... Just speculation and rumor. Oh, speculation and rumor. Well, the rumor is too that um, Ryan's trying to get Hugh to play Wolverine one more time and do a Wolverine Deadpool movie. Just looking at Pierce Brosnan, I don't have a problem with him playing the character. But I think when it comes to his acting ability and Cable's not British. No, Pierce do an American voice. Doesn't every British actor do a phenomenal? I said the same thing, but then I was thinking. I can't think of a movie where he's not fucking Remington goddamn Steel. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple, but he's never played an American accent. I don't know. I just assume at this point that any British actor that, that wants to do a superhero turn and it requires an American accent, he's going to knock it out of the park. And it's never been an issue. They just seem to do American accents a lot better than... Than we do British accents. There you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Americans doing British accents is comedically painful at, at certain points. So if you take just the accent out of it, what are your impressions then? It's good casting. I mean, I guess I, I want Ron Perlman. That is Cable. Yeah. Or st- even Stephen Lang, who's been mentioned, would do a good job. I don't care. Just do the character justice. Yeah. Make a good Deadpool movie. And you're talking about guys that are bigger and would bring the visual of Cable that we're used to to the screen. I'm not saying that it has to be like Rob Liefeld's fucking cable with 90 biceps on him. But yeah, cable is a bigger cable's a bigger dude. Well, you know cable is Scott and Jean's kid, right? Right. Okay. 
what's your what are your thoughts on that new uh i don't know anything about legion i know the character but i don't know anything about that i think that show looks pretty good though the new fox series yeah it's that's gonna be x-men canon right so not marvel canon but x-men canon yeah since it's since it's the X-Men property, which is still owned by Fox, it, it's going to be – it would be part of the, the X-Men uh, universe. I, I don't know that that's been confirmed, though, that it's supposed to fit within the context of the X-Men movies. I think they mentioned that it does because there's another television series, I think, coming in March that also is going to tie into X-Men. See, and I think that's probably what I read is that there's uh, a TV common universe that, that they're going to place these – these properties in, but that it's not going to have anything to do with uh, the X-Men movies. Uh, so we're talking about the kid of a Professor X. I don't think we should expect Patrick Stewart to be showing up on on this program anytime soon. I'm pretty sure like this will be the last time you see Jackman play Wolvie. This will be the last time you see Stewart play the prof. Unless we get one or both of them in, in a Deadpool movie, which would be a nice well, win for Ryan Reynolds and kind of a, a send off like, yep, we're going to do one thing in, in this supposed Deadpool separate area and then peace out, yo, drop the mic. I want it to happen. I don't want Jackman to retire. I'm not saying play him forever, but I think he's got a couple good good years left in him. Logan is the ninth. Is that right? No, more than that. More than nine. Well, no, 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 you're right. So we got the the first three x-men movies and then we got the next three x-men movies which he appears in all three of them right and then we got this is the third standalone wolverine wolverine movie. movies yeah you're right nine yeah it's a, i mean it's a long time to play one character but so he's got to do at least 10 right i would hope so the 10 the magic number it should be yeah <laughs> imagine the poster yeah it'd be great and a wolverine deadpool movie again and I talked about this on our first cast, how I wanted Han Solo, Lando Calrissian buddy movie. Make it fun. Do something fucking fun with it. Even the Marvel movies, they have jokey aspects to them. They're still pretty serious at the end of the day. It's still a serious storyline. Right. I want something that's – do something different. That Deadpool did. Yeah. Do something different. And, and got nominated for a Golden Globe. <laughs> it's because it – Eventually, the market's going to get so saturated with the superhero storylines that... It's Eventually? Gonna, they're still selling, man. And, they are. And the quality hasn't dipped. And that's why they, they still are, right? It's because right. they're, they're throwing money and talent at it. And then it doesn't really matter what the story is. Well, it matters that it's well-written. But it doesn't matter what story you're telling. If, it, if it's well-told, well-written, and well-acted, people will pay money to see it. Well-shot? Yeah, of course they will. I guess the biggest... Uh, Stinker besides Batman v Superman was the second Avengers movie. Yeah. Okay. Suicide so Squad. If you had to put money on one side of Ryan Reynolds being a giant fucking troll who is just messing with us, or Ryan Reynolds who loves his fans and loves playing Deadpool and wanted to give us uh, an early sneak peek at the fact that Wolverine may show up in the next Deadpool movie, where would you put your money? I don't think he is trolling us. I think he wants it to happen. I think the cards are all in. Jackman's hand, though, whether he wants to do it or not. Yeah. Not that Jackman wouldn't. I mean, if anyone could convince him to do it, I think it would be Ryan Reynolds, right? So here's a fearless prediction. If we find out that Pierce Brosnan has indeed been cast as Cable, once that becomes fact, I think the natural next conclusion is that we're going to get at least a cameo by by Jackman because he doesn't have to get 
torn and in you know prime physical Wolverine condition to do a, a cameo like he did in the was it the first or, or second X Men? The reboot? first X Men maybe where he's at the uh, at the bar. Yeah, delivers one line perfectly. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And then he's in a lot of the second X Men movie, and then not a lot of the the third one. Right. So yeah, Days of Future Past is kind of his big flick from the second. But yeah, he is in all of them. I think it happens. To what extent? If it's just show up and and nail a scene, then that might be good enough. I really don't think we're going to get a full-blown Deadpool Wolverine team up. If the studio was smart, those are the two names you want on a poster right now. I hate to say it, like that almost carries as much weight with the younger generation that Batman v Superman does as two names. Kids love Deadpool. They do. They love him. I'd say they love him more than they love Batman. I think our generation loves Batman. We grew up with uh, not only Michael Keaton Batman, but Adam West Batman, and we had the awesome Batman the Animated Series. They love Deadpool. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. In fact, I would say that Batman is ranking in the distant numbers of the top 10 these days for the millennial generation. And I think Wolverine translates well to their generation, too. The kids these days. I'd say Batman and Wolverine both fall into the same category. There's been dozens of Batman and Wolverine movies over the last 20 years, and those are your parents' superheroes. And Deadpool is a great example of something that was written to be very topical and and appeal to the millennials. And that's always kind of been his character, too. Really, all they did was write a really good Deadpool and let him be Deadpool. It was very, I think I said this when you and I were walking out of the theater, it was very true to the source material. A lot of the Marvel movies, they take bits and pieces, and they take what works. Right. That was a Deadpool comic on the screen. Right. Everything, down to the references. And and he's snarky and sarcastic and meta, and that is the fucking Reddit generation in a nutshell right there. I loved it. I can't heap too much praise on that movie. I can't wait to see the sequel. I don't think we get it until, uh, until 2018, though. Well, 2018's only 11 months away at this point. That's also when we'll get to see our... Uh, I just watched Civil War uh, again the other night, and I think that's my favorite Marvel movie now. But uh, get to catch up with those characters, because I have a feeling Thor, we're going to get to see what Thor and Hulk have been up to this whole time. It's not really going to touch on how everything... I mean, when you watch the end of Civil War, I mean, everything's completely up in the air now in the MCU with the main characters that we know. Yeah. Well, if you remember correctly, it ends with Cap breaking everyone out of prison or out of the the island or whatever. I do remember. Yeah, and sends okay, just making sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen it like four or five times now, but then sending Tony that cell phone, right, saying, "Hey, sorry that I, you know, basically almost gave you a heart attack, but <laughs> we're here for you." So I'm, I'm kind of curious how they have a big story to tell in that next film, right? Of how they. Put they have Humpty a big story to tell. Yeah, mend those wounds. If anyone can do it, it's the Russos. Because I, I will still argue there's not a wasted shot in Civil War. Everything has a purpose, and uh, I think it's 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 hands down my favorite comic book movie. I think at this point, even above Dark Knight, even above Spider Man Two. I need to watch it more because I'm I'm still a, a huge Winter I know you Soldier didn't like fan it. for the yeah. same reasons you just described. Winter Soldier was was amazing, but you don't have that airport fight scene in Winter Soldier, and no. I think that is the most watchable 15 minutes of a movie in a decade. Sure, and it doesn't make a movie. 
So good, though. It was the shitty fucking villain. That's that's what ruined Civil War for me. I thought the villain was poorly done. I didn't have a problem with him. I really didn't. I, and I thought all of, everything that he did was necessary. Now, I guess pretty huge coincidence to get everyone to show up at the same bunker at the end of the movie. But that was all misdirection because you thought they were all showing up to fight the, the super soldiers. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the, the scene with Tony and Spider-Man in his bedroom is, I don't know the best scene in the last 20 years, in my opinion, as a comic book fan. So well done. So I'm curious where they're going to go with that. And I'm hoping, man, that Wonder Woman better not suck. If Wonder Woman sucks, dude, Justice League has got nowhere to go. Yeah, that's kind of like our mantra for the first half of this year, right? Wonder Woman can't suck. Wonder Woman can't suck. Guardians looks like it's going to be one of the best movies of the year. I think that's a foregone conclusion. I hope so. That and Thor. The, oh, and Spider-Man. There's three Marvel flicks this year. Yeah. Homecoming, which I also am really excited about. I didn't get really jazzed about the trailer, I'll be honest. As soon as the MGMT song kicked in. That kid, Tom Holland, does a great job playing Peter Parker. He does. I'm looking forward to seeing him in a full film. And I hope it is a Spider-Man film, because right now it looks like Iron Man featuring Spider-Man. They have to put him in the trailer. I bet Downey Jr.'s in it about 30% of the movie, though. I'd wager it's probably more than that. You think so? I shouldn't judge by the trailer. My real hope there is that they decided not to give anything about the movie away and just show us some side storyline that that really didn't have anything to do with the main crux of the movie. I'm going to go see it. I'll probably come up and see it with you. I can't wait. Yeah. I know I'll watch it. That's not in question. All right, so in other entertainment news, Hollywood Reporter was interviewing... Jimmy Iovine, I always say his name wrong, regarding The Defiant Ones, which is a new four-part documentary about Jimmy and Dre and how they ended up working together. You know, it's another black guy meets white Jew story, and they made a lot of money together. We, we've seen that story before. We have. And uh, we'll, we'll be seeing it again on, on HBO at some point this year. But the juicy part of the interview to me was when Iovine started talking about the fact that Apple was going to start producing original content. So much like... Amazon and Netflix, what started off as a delivery medium is now becoming a creative mechanism. Like they're going to start putting their own shit together. And I'm kind of excited about that because Apple, with a few exceptions, doesn't tend to half-ass anything. Amazon and Netflix jumping into the game, the quality is done. Nothing but go up. Right. I'm with you on the quality of Apple products. A lot of people that listen to this are going to disagree with me, but I'm with you there. I think Amazon's model, especially the fact that, oh, okay, here's the pilot. Oh, you don't like it? Fuck it. We're not making more. Next. Yeah. It works well. I love it. More quality shows, always going to be better. I mean, do the networks even make shows at this time? <laughs> they do. Yeah. In fact, the networks are killing it. It's not Criminal Minds, SVU, CSI, Northamptons. Yeah. Like... I see where you're coming from. So network television doesn't mean the same thing that it did, I would say, even five years ago. Because... So when you say network television, you're including HBO, USA? I would. FX? So that's premium content, and that's one thing. But CW? Let's focus on the shit that you get with a basic cable subscription, right? Okay. So network television used to be ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. And then for a while, the CW. WB. But with a basic cable subscription, you also get... AMC and FX. There's one more. Lifetime? No. I know you watched a lot of Christmas movies on that. Doesn't make a difference. Even AMC and, and FX are, are doing some some really cool shit. Nikki and I just watched the first 
episode of that new uh, Tom Hardy series. Oh, how was it? Taboo. I think it was good. Very well done. Much like the new Nine Inch Nails album. You really don't know what you heard. It's not that I don't know what I saw. I just don't. Well, no, I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at here. They introduce a bunch of characters. This is the pilot that we watched. And I like the era that they're doing the story in. The acting was great. They, They nailed the visuals. I have no fucking idea what's going on. So I have no idea what to I guess expect. it's uh, Tom Hardy's dad wrote it. Is that right? That's what I heard. I had no idea. Now, whether that's true or not, you know, I hear a lot of shit in a, in a given week, but I think Tom Hardy's dad wrote it. So the flip side of that, because you're right, great new programming, never a bad thing, unless there's already too much great new shit to watch, and then how do you decide? Yeah, you have to pick genres that you like, I guess, right? I see what you did there. I know what you meant, too. Don't try and convince me otherwise. <laughs> If there was 10 good science fiction shows on and 10 good period dramas, I'm probably going to be picking from the science fiction bucket. Oh, my God. A period drama. Not a drama about having your period, but like something like 17th century. I guess they've already done enough dramas about having your period, haven't they? And now that I would watch maybe over the (laughs) sci-fi. Over the sci-fi? I don't know. Maybe a sci-fi drama about having your period. Space periods. Space periods? Have we ever explored that? Do Vulcans menstruate green blood? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just wanted wanted confirmation. You know, I don't know if we're going to have a lot of time to talk about the top 10 pirated movies from last week. Most of them are the same. What we should do, though, is you should only throw out the ones you don't have a fucking clue what they are. What the fuck is Patriot's Day? That was the third That's most... That's Marky Mark uh, in the Boston... Isn't it about the Boston bombings? The bombings of the, uh, the, oh, marathon? the marathon? And Marky Mark, shocker, plays one of the firefighters. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it is. It's rated 7.6 on, on IMDb. I don't I know g- if I trust IMDb ratings, though. I don't trust any ratings. No? Well, in my mind, as soon as you put Mark Wahlberg's name in the title, it drops two points before I've even seen a, a second of the footage. No one's going to disagree with that. Did you see La La Land? No. Isn't it a musical? Yes, it is a musical. Well, then you know you know the answer to that question. Yeah, but it's got uh, Emma Stone and, and Ryan... Gosling. Gosling, there you go. It's another Gosling-Stone film. Because they were in that one with Steve Carell. Crazy Stupid Love? Didn't see it. You didn't see that one? Uh-uh. That was actually pretty good for a, an obvious chick flick. Um, but it was one that had enough appeal to... Dudes. In fact, it's mostly about dudes, that movie is. You'd actually like it, I think. I'll add it to the list. But Stone and, and Gosling had great chemistry in that movie. They lit the screen up. You could tell that they just really work well together. I'll watch a musical if there's some good content to be found in there. And I plan to see this one. I'm kind of surprised that you hadn't because usually most of this shit that, that's at least kind of at, at the forefront of people's brains, uh, you, you found a way to, to sneak off and see by yourself one night. Normally, you're right. God, I can't believe we're not going to see Triple X tonight. <laughs> can't even say that with a straight face. Yeah. My... I haven't seen the other two. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the one with Cube. There's only two then, right? Yes. Okay. I think that's another example of, well, we ran out of new good shit to do, so why don't we dredge up some old shit? In this case, literal shit. Now they've run out of decent properties to reboot and ruin. <laughs> <laughs> God, what did I hear this week? Oh, and I hope this never comes true, but I've heard they're remaking one of my favorite movies, and it's definitely my favorite sports movie, 
white men can't jump. Why would they remake that? I don't fucking know. And unless Woody and Wesley are back as like the coaches, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck you would do it. But I don't even know that that works. You know what doesn't work is Wesley Snipes. <laughs> so that, that's <laughs> no, he works. He just doesn't pay his taxes. I heard that on the set of Blade Three, he was fucking baked the entire fucking time. Didn't want to come out of his trailer. And I guess the last time we saw him was Expendables Three. I haven't seen any of the Expendables movies. Oh God, you. That's see, that's a good late night, late night flick. They're not great though. None of them are. No, nothing with Dolph Lundgren has ever been great. Rocky Four, Masters of the Universe. Neither one of which I would consider fall into the great. Movie. I've heard I, that. Uh, I, I like both of those for sentimental reasons, but they're not great movies. I heard Dolph is a villain on Arrow now. I haven't watched Arrow in a while. I've only seen the first three episodes of Arrow, but I read something. I think he's a he's an Arrow villain now. Yeah? Yeah. That's where he belongs, playing a shitty villain on a cut-rate cable network. I'm pretty sure in one of the Expendables movies, he's the traitor. So Ivan Drago ends up fucking Rocky in the ass yet again. Yeah, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, I mean, come on. Stallone writes these scripts. Fucking Pinko Kami. Oh, well, that, that explains it. He's been looking for payback on that motherfucker for years, ever since he killed Apollo Creed. That's right. Carl he, Weathers. He finally got it. What else is on the pirate list this week? Anything else new? Death Race still on there? Probably not because it's on Netflix. No, Death Race dropped off. Um, I still don't know what Keeping Up with the Joneses is, although I feel like we talked about that one before. Keeping Up with the Joneses. See, if you don't know what it is, it doesn't fucking matter. We don't need to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Did you see that? I have not. I didn't either, but you know I don't give two shits about Harry Potter. I won't go see any of these in the theater, but I have a feeling I'll, I'll end up watching them once. I still need I to go see Rogue them. One again. Why haven't we Why done haven't that? we gone to see that? Yeah, I, I need to see it again. I really do want to watch it again. Let's do this. You're coming up next week to see Steel Panther. I'm really looking forward to you being at this show because I told you how much I enjoyed the last one, and boy, are you in for a treat. I'm excited. I can't wait to see him. I haven't been to a concert in a while, so. Yeah, when's the last show you saw? Oh, God. Did you see anything after Weird Al? No. So Weird Al was the last show I've seen then. So the only thing I've seen since Weird Al is I saw Steel Panther in August, then I saw Tool in October, and then have I told the story of the (laughs) the Meshuggah show? On the podcast? Yeah. No. So I ended up telling this story in my Vistage group yesterday, which is my business development group. Now there's no one left to embarrass myself in front of, so I might as well get it out there in front of everyone. I didn't know that your kid didn't know. Well, because the fact that there was marijuana involved, I really didn't want to talk about it in front of them. But since the cat's out of the bag now, there's really no one left to protect. This was a, oh shit, you're getting old moment. And it's a bad idea to starve yourself 24 hours a day. Because what happened was, Pat, whom you know... Project Challenge artist. Yes. Pat. Can't wait to see it, Pat. (laughs) If you hear this. (laughs) I can't wait to hang out with... I haven't seen Pat since I... I met Pat when I didn't live in Colorado, right. and I haven't seen him since I've been back here, since I've moved here. I've lived here for four years now. Yeah. It's on me, Pat. It's not on you, bud. Pat doesn't get out as much as he used to either, because we're all old, which is one of the reasons we were looking forward to seeing Mashuga, which was a band that he actually introduced me to when we worked at a music store together in fucking Manhattan, Kansas. Camelot? Yeah, 25 years ago. Was Sam. It was Sam the Goody. Sam Goody uh, music land. And uh, so Mashuga's still around and kicking it, fucking badass Swedish death metal. Pat got tickets to the show. 
I get a beer and a half in because I've been starving myself because my fat ass is trying to lose weight. There's nothing wrong with that. A beer and a half and one hit off a joint put my ass on the floor. I had to be drug out by a, a bunch of people. It was t- the weed that did it. You in, man. I know you can drink. You drink with me. Yeah. But but you don't smoke with me. On an empty stomach, nonetheless, was was my real big fuck. fuck Bad up. news bears, man. So I missed the show. I never even got to see Mashuga. I pissed myself. I got drug out of a concert. I had to hand the phone over. I was talking to Nikki, and I had she said, let me talk to the paramedics. So I had to let mom talk to the paramedics so they could figure out what was best for Doug at that moment. It was really one of the most humiliating moments of the last decade of my life. Um, and now it's on our second episode. Yeah. And poor Pat thought I was dead, so I traumatized one of my best friends. I know that the guest list is is filling up here on Project Challenge, but we need to put Pat on that uh, on that guest list. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'd love to sit down with Pat. I've only hung out with him one time, but I just remember him being a really cool guy. You know what we need then, um, and we'll need to do this one up in Denver. Pat and Dustin know each other really well too, and, and play off oh, each other. They? So we need to get Pat and Dustin in in the same room. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I met Dustin in the same music chain. So Pat and I met when we worked at the music store in Manhattan, Kansas. We both moved out to Denver and both worked for that same company for a couple more years. I met Dustin at the store that I worked at, and it's kind of a a circle that we ran in for a while. We don't see a whole lot of each other these days, but uh, still old old friends. I like Dustin too. I'm a big Dustin fan. Yeah, I want to get Dustin on the mic and let him fucking open up on some of that awesome treasure trove of comic book knowledge in his head. I've been meaning to have him on Bitface and haven't had a chance to yet. So. Yeah, he'd do it. No, I know he would. We talked about it at your house uh, almost a year ago. You know how shit goes, though. Honestly, though, probably easier to get him on PC because just come over to your house one night. Yeah. And I can come up which isn't a problem. And we'll be recording Bex lives in Littleton. Oh, does she? I figured she must. I heard her say on air that she lived about an hour away, so I figured it must be Denver. I hoped it wasn't Pueblo, so I'm glad to hear that. that no, it no, is. Bex, lives, uh, Bex lives up your way, so we will be taking trips up there more often to record. Nice. Since she has been so nice to come down the last three weeks in a row to tape with us. Good Bex on is her. the shit. Maybe Bex will be a good PC guest, too. She's awesome. Sure. Yeah. Let, let's get uh, let's get fully incestuous. If, if you, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm disappointed we didn't have Tyler here. I was actually really looking forward to, to having him. It's his kid's birthday. Yeah. Depending on how long you're hanging uh, hanging out tonight, you might be able to get him on a mic, but it just depends. Yeah. Even if it's just to say, stay off my fucking Facebook, Doug. Yeah. He. You know, it's Tyler. <laughs> He's actually. He might not even want a podcast tonight. He might be too busy fixing watches. I, I'm glad that that you were up for it because honestly, having just recorded last night. Like, at what point does it get to be too much for you? It's it's not, man. And honestly, the first time we ever walked in to Kapow to do something live, I thought, holy shit, I'm going to be here for eight hours. It goes by in about 10 minutes. And cons are the same way. So for me, recording last night, and last night was completely different than what you and I were doing. We were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Right. But I you, didn't really have to do much last night except tell jokes. You had to keep the mic in front of your face and... You, you were always mentally aware that someone else might be listening to this. Yeah, well, you were live casting, so people were listening to it. People were, actually. I gave a shout-out to Mac last night because he was on with us. No, it doesn't get to be uh, too much. It's all a matter of uh, having a conversation. If I couldn't talk to you right now, then this would suck. If I was right. doing an interview right now, yeah, probably wouldn't, You know, depending on who the person is. No, nah, I can go, man. I've got, a, I've got podcast endurance. 
All right, so I just opened up a fresh one. I'm switching to Bristol Brewing Company's Wireless Warlock. I know nothing about this beer other than the fact that it was an obvious Nikolai Tesla reference. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking my favorite beer in the entire world, Colette by Great Divide. Ah, So this is one of those stouts that's been aged in in a whiskey barrel, and I kind of like those. You do like those. I don't really care for them much. Not typically what I drink, but this one's pretty fucking good. I don't like this uh, four-pack bullshit trend that's hitting our liquor stores. 12 bucks for four beers? That might be in the public's best interest, though, because the ones that are in the four-packs tend to be the Imperials or the ones that are ridiculously high ABV, and you don't need to be drinking six of those motherfuckers. (laughs) No, you don't need to be, but you should have the option to. Yeah. Bang for the buck, though, you're still getting the same amount of alcohol, just in fewer bottles. So you can look at it that way. I don't know. Uh, Sophie only comes in four packs. And that's not any more alcohol than the other wheat beers I drink. Is it not? Oh, so in that case, it then it's... Uh, it's a fucking ripoff is what it is. It is. Cause it's called getting grifted. It That costs the same as, or if not more, than a six-pack of Colette, right? Right. And those two beers, to my palate, taste the same. Sophie and Colette? Yeah. I don't think they do. No. Uh, I think they're both delicious. Sophie's more apple and Colette's more banana. Yeah. That's your palate picking up on the nuance and mine just going, fruit. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know people like, God, stand-ups made jokes for days about fruity beers. I like fruity beer. I'm sorry. I do. And now fruity beer is getting even better. It used to be like all you could get was Sam Adams cherry wheat. I mean, now there's <laughs> there's like a hundred of them when you go to the liquor store. I actually like the Sam Adams cherry wheat. I do too. And it, you know, if you mix it with the Sam Adams chocolate stout, half and half, it's a chocolate covered cherry, and it is goddamn delicious. Ooh, I need to make a note of that one. That sounds good. We uh, discovered that back in college. Back before, I mean, if you showed me a liquor store now in college, I wouldn't even know what planet we were on. Right. And granted, I've gone from Georgia to Colorado, but even when I went back to Atlanta and I went to a liquor store with one of my friends, it's the same that we have out here. They actually have a lot of Colorado beer. Yeah. Well, I told you I found Colette in Hilton Head, right, South Carolina. So when we were in college, drinking edgy beer or non-traditional beer was Rolling Rock and Newcastle and uh, Heineken. Those were the outliers. Sam Adams. Yeah. Barely Sam Adams, because I think I... The first time I saw a Sam Adams beer, which was just their their OG Boston Lager, Boston Lager. was in an airport when I was uh, 20. It would probably been around for a little, little while at that I, point. That's when I first started drinking beer was Sam Adams Boston Lager because my friends threw Actually, out. Actually, I was 21. 20, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I didn't start drinking beer until college because uh, I thought beer tasted like shit in high school, and I wasn't really into getting fucked up. Shocker now. But as soon as I had a Sam Adams, I was like, oh, wait. Beer can actually taste decent. And I used to drink, yeah, Sam Adams was the outlier, Bass and Harp. Yeah. Both, both from uh, from Guinness, obviously. Right. That's all we had. Moving out here to Colorado, oh, my God, dude, your beer choices are, are just immense. We could probably drink a new beer for every episode this year and not even scratch the surface if we really tried. We need to drink a new beer for every episode this year. I think that's easily achievable and we just need to make a point to make it happen. we have to make it happen right right and we've already knocked out uh well technically you did the stone episode one i didn't do anything right we both knocked out the peach today and then i guess colette's off the list yeah well cheers 
Now that you're nice and sauced, I intentionally saved this bit for last. Oh, shit, sauced. Because uh, I had a I had a bomber. Yeah, what? It's a pretty big bomber. No, I just wanted us to be loosened up by this point because okay. I, I think there's some good comedic value to be found. I hope. This bit is Eric Street Lingo put to the test. Oh, shit. I had the benefit of living with teenage boys, so I think I get introduced to some of this jargon uh, a little sooner than, than you do. But they're also white boys, so... Did your boys, uh, were they pretty sad on Friday? Not for the inauguration, but because uh, Harambe's... Uh mother died i think oh they didn't see that oh my god no what they saw was gorilla grod in the injustice 2 trailer and they were convinced that that was a a shout out to harambe (laughs) i'm not making this up (laughs) i love i love both of your boys i love them both man like like they're my own good god they really thought it was harambe they they really did wow you know how much they 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 love their harambe harambe um Wow. Okay. I, Injustice Two. We didn't uh, before we get to Eric Street Lingo. I can't fucking wait. It's looking good. I got to admit, a few months ago when they dropped the first gameplay footage trailer, it weirded me out. Just the animation style that they're using in this game, or at least that appeared in that trailer, it didn't look right to me for for some reason. I can't even tell you what it was. Uh, since then, in the last week or so, we've got a new story trailer, a new gameplay footage trailer, and all kinds of facts on the content, which um, I'm going to let you talk about because I don't really know it. But really, all I have to offer is an impression on the storyline trailer, which looks pretty cool. I think that was Brainiac that, that showed up at the end it of the was. trailer. It was. Okay. So he's not been in the Injustice storyline so far, so that, that'll be a, a new entry both, I guess, to the game. And isn't there a line of books on the Injustice storyline? There is. There's a mobile phone game as well Yeah, that I guess has been going on. God, I haven't played Injustice since it came out, and I, I did play it pretty extensively. I'm excited for this, and yeah, I guess they've announced there's going to be nine downloadable characters, so characters you're going to have to pay for, but if you buy the $100 version of the game, obviously you get those. Uh, and then there's skins now that will take a character and it won't change the character's move set. But for example, the one that they're touting changes Supergirl into power girl. Nice. Same move set. And I guess more she, titties, more titties. Yeah. Titty window, but it has power girl dialogue and maybe like a power girl, like ender scene or whatever. So no, not new moves, but kind of a new character sort of. Yeah. They always deliver with the content. I love, uh, I love that studio. Another realm. Love them. Can't wait to play Injustice 2. And I think my boys are keeping their fingers crossed for a Harambe skin for Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> you know, they. I can't believe they didn't do a Harambe skin in Overwatch. There's where it would easily oh, yeah, fit in. For Winston. Right? Well, the power of petition. Let's put it together. <laughs> That's what people should be marching about today. You know, the only thing I, I don't like, and this is not just true of, of Injustice 2, uh, a, a lot of games fall victim to this, but in order to get the Dark Side playable character, you have to pre order the game. Really? Yeah. And I cannot tolerate a specific window being given or you miss out on content from a game production company. I think that's They'll bullshit. make it available later, right? Not if they're. Can we pre order it from is- Xbox? Yeah, you can. Oh, then that's done deal. Right. But if you don't pre-order it, say you don't get interested in this game you know, until six months after it comes out. Well, then there's a character that you're never going to get to play. And just to rub it in, you're getting your ass whooped by and by all the people that did pre-order the game. And, and again, it's not just 
it's not just I am going to be too. whipping your ass with dark side. I hope you look forward to that this uh, this spring. No, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Eric, you'll be whipping my ass with every one of the characters. I I absolutely will just be playing through for the the storyline. The fighter genre is just not something that I've The boys done are well good for a long time. Competition. Oh yeah. Well, and uh Chris, they got the teenage reflexes. Yeah. I I lost those a long time ago. I did too, kind of. They, they disappeared with my bladder control apparently. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm not going to say I haven't pissed and or shit on myself. I guess it's just never been at a concert, and I've never been unconscious when it was happening. Well, you know, prior to a few months ago, I could make the same claim, but, you know, getting old is fun. What can I say? Hey, you know what? We were downtown after a beer fest still trying to salvage material. True gamers out in the world. <laughs> Speaking of that night, have I shown you my toes? The, the byproduct of oh, dude. trying to kick a beer can down the street when I'm hammered as fuck. Like, this is how bad Doug is at, at kicking things, as Eric pointed out, because I obviously never played soccer when I was a kid. But two fucked up big toes. Pretty sure the right one was broken for a while. It still looks pretty gnarly. And when was that? That was in October? One September, of those. October. And they still look all fucked up. I'm trying to think what was happening around that same time. Scott, I was uh, I was annihilated by the time we got home. That I mean, night. it's Great American Beer Fest, which usually happens around the time of like the traditional European uh, Oktoberfest. So that must have been. September. We have to do that again this year. Oh, we will. Less making Nikki mad, but we have to do it again this year. Yeah, and as you saw, we didn't even touch a fraction of the beers that were available. No, I thought we could have been. Um, group was too big. Yeah. I think we could have been a lot more productive with with two or three of us. Yep, I, I agree. If we really wanted to try everything. We'll we'll streamline and I mean there's only oh, so no, much there you can drink, but I had a lot of fun. Oh man, this the Street Fighter I was putting down that night that's that's that made my entire <laughs> year almost. The fact that you got Jeff all riled up is is the one thing that I remember. He'll probably end up hearing this and, and give us some shit about it, but we love you, Jeff. I wasn't trying to make him mad. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Maybe I was. <laughs> no, I like Jeff. Jeff's a cool guy. Jeff talks a mad game when it comes to his skills, too. So uh, on sticks or, or mostly PC, I don't think he plays a lot of console, but seeing him getting put in his place a little bit was enjoyable for me, at least. Oh, I've got an ass open from him coming my direction. Trust me. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. He'll he'll find... If he's really the gamer that he says he is, he'll find a way to get back at me. I can't believe he hasn't sent me like an Xbox Live friend request to compare scores and shit. I, I don't know that he plays a lot on Only Live. PC? Uh, I wouldn't say only PC, but I know that's where he spends the majority of his time. Well, so no if you're... wonder I was taking him on a fucking cabinet, real Peter Piper pizza style. <laughs> you ever happen to fire up... Uh... Overwatch online, or happen to find yourself on a, a Steam session. Are those the two games he plays? Because those games are very similar. Um, I don't know if he plays Counter Strike. I know that's Overwatch and Team Fortress Two are very similar. Oh yeah, they are very similar. Probably fact. plays way more Overwatch now because it's an order of magnitude better than Team Fortress Two. You know, I've been playing a lot of Diablo Three lately, so I'm ba- right. on Battle.net a lot, and I see him log into Overwatch every time I'm on. He's on playing Overwatch, so. I'm glad he likes it. It was uh, IGN's game of the year. Was it? Yes. Good for them. It was on my top 10 as well. Way to go, Blizzard. I'm not playing it anymore, but I liked it. Yeah, and we talked about why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not either. All right, you going to give me some street terms? Yeah, I I, I thought you were trying to avoid it. So No, no, I'm not dodging it. All right. So I'm going to tell you what the street term is, and you're going to tell me what you think it means. (laughs) Do you have real definitions? 
I think I know most of them. Oh, just because of uh, because of the kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the kids in, in Reddit fills in the blanks for me. <laughs> I downloaded Reddit on my phone just for you. Did I you? haven't used it yet, but I, you swear by it, so... Honestly, it, it's uh, kind of my proving ground lately for shit I want to talk about on, on air. Okay. And I see how it does on Reddit, and if it plays well, then I decide to talk about it. So, all right. The first term is OTP. We're starting with an acronym. OTP. OTP. What could that mean, Eric? I don't know. On the point? You know, that's not a bad guess. I mean, it's wrong, but it's not a bad I know, it's wrong. Guess. Like... OTP, you download OTP. Yeah. Other teachers' pussy, because kids are all fucking their teachers nowadays. Are they? Don't you read stories like that where like a teacher like had a gangbang and you're like, where the fuck? Why didn't she? Wasn't she at my school? Yeah, I mean, I guess that does show up every once in a while. I, I wouldn't say often enough that uh, like a a street lingo term get, gets put together around it. But I was just wondering. I mean, you. I... Are you familiar with the term ship? Yes. Okay, so when you when you ship somebody or some people, you're relationshipping them, right? Right. So OTP is the replacement for ship. It stands for one true pairing. And it, <laughs> My it's fucking god, I'm not going to get any of these. It's all over the reddits right now. Is yeah, it really? It it is. Uh You're making me feel really old and really lame. Well, you know, that's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> Good. Thanks. I, I think you'll fare better on this next one. The the next term is Hundo P. Well, hundo obviously is a hundred of something. Right. It is peapot? No. No. I know. Good looking piece of pussy. She's a hundo P. Well, you used it in the right context. It, it's a hundred percent. Hundo P. Okay. I think I might actually adopt this one because I like the way it rolls off the tongue. Hundo P sounds like a discarded character from fucking Punch Out. I agree with you. Hundo P. <laughs> <laughs> this segment was worth it just for you to say that right there. Oh, all right. Next term is snatched. Snatched? I know what that means. You know, I have three meanings of that, but it, this isn't that. So snatched. Yeah. I mean, taken, obviously, but. This one's really not intuitive. So are you familiar with the phrase on fleek or fleek on I, fleek? I have heard the phrase before. I Yet another one. That just means like it's cool. Yeah, it's like. It's fucking awesome. It, it's on point, on fleek. Snatched is the new on fleek. So something to snatch, it, it's not actually a pejorative like it sounds like. This is actually a positive thing. Something snatched, it means it's the hot shizzy. That's, dude, the millennial slang, it's fucking terrible. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, does it really? <laughs> the next phrase is, damn, Gina. That's a reference to the television show Martin? There you go. What it means, though, I mean, what the kids use it for, I don't know, but that's definitely a Martin reference. It is. And that's a show I've never even seen before, so I'm going to give myself a point there. I'm going to give you full fucking props <laughs> for this one. So Damn Gina is the new Bye Felicia. Is it really? It is. Because Bye Felicia is so mainstream now? It is. And that you know that's the thing with uh, a, a lot joke, of these. A throwaway joke from Friday? <laughs> it's a, Isn't it? A throwaway joke from Friday that apparently... It's caught on, but yeah. it's it's a it's not even. I wouldn't even say Cube wrote it as a maybe as a joke. It's not like it's not like a stinger line in the screenplay or anything. I mean, we know after seeing Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, we know after it was made a reference in Straight Outta Compton. Well, it was, brought, was aware that it, yeah, exactly. So it was something that he drew on and and wrote from. So it had meaning to him. It had meaning to no one else until we knew that. 
Although it got popular again because Bye Felicia was popular about. Yeah, when uh, Friday was out, when we were in college. Right. Oh, God. 20 freaking years ago. So now you got to walk around dropping the, the damn Gina. I don't, I'm not going to do Martin Lawrence references. I kind of, I have some comedic lines I draw. Yeah. That's one of them. And that's one of them. That's fair. Next on the list is sus. Can, can, can I get a spelling? Sus. S-U-S. Sus. Sus. And it's not an acronym. Sus is not an acronym. It is an adjective. Sus. These are really difficult without context, aren't they? Oh, completely. You know, I found most of them on, uh, there's a sub I like on Reddit called Black People Twitter, <laughs> and that's where I cult most of these from. You laugh. It is my favorite sub, um, just because they consistently churn out some hilarious fucking memes that really kind of revolve around the same kind of rotating concept. It gets a little repetitive. but oh, no, Sus is to lie? Sus is uh, suspicious or suspect. I'm kind of... Kind of from the streets yeah. of a gated military base. Yeah, it's kind of from the streets. That that statement was sus. <laughs> Next one's very similar. Cis. Not like cisgender? No, not C-Y-S, S-I-S. I have no idea what cis would be. Why don't you have a stab at this one, Eric? Should I? Does it mean <laughs> That's cis- the whole point of this bit. Does it, does it mean sister? It does mean sister. Well, that's not... I mean, come on. We've been using that forever. No, but presumably, you and I are supposed to call each other sis now, because sis is the new bro. People don't call each other bro anymore, not if you're cool. What's up, sis? Then there's going to be a whole nother bro language, like, hey, man, I'd paint the sis teen chapel with you, man. Like, we could come up with a million of them. We should do this. Bro is kind of dead. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, really not. It, I mean, it's better than mom or dad, right? That's true. Although I, I guess mom is pretty popular too right now. Really? Yeah. In the in exactly the context you would expect, like a mom is someone who's trying to tell you to do the right thing. It's like whatever, back the fuck up off, mom. Okay. But but sis is more of a an endearment, like bro. The last one is brought to you by RuPaul. Awesome. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers that that you'll nail this one. RuPaul, I'm just gonna call he slash he RuPaul so that I don't fuck this up and, and trigger anyone. It's got a show where she commonly refers to people as hunty. H-U-N-T-Y. Hunty. Yeah. Like, all right, I heard enough from you, hunty. Is that like a like a cunty dude? <laughs> hunty is a combination of cunt and honey. Oh, it's oh, I say I went with he and cunt. Well but I had the cunt part right. You did, and I always have the cunt part right. Well, and you could have been right on the other half too, because RuPaul probably calls every dude "honey," right? What you looking at, honey? You want somebody else, honey? This was a very interesting experiment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what the difficult part is? Is like replicating this because this is kind of like the culmination of the last couple months of keeping track of this shit, and it, it doesn't change well, all then that we just quickly. Have to, we have to come up with another bit. Yeah, next show. That's true. Maybe I should quiz you on uh, on film directors like Roger Corman. Oh my god, that's just going to end up with me going, "Nah, I don't, I don't know who that is." Yeah, I've never seen that, Eric. Hey, Eric, why don't you tell me more about him? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just watch mainstream movies and Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, I don't watch as as much foreign film as I used to. That that's a very good point. I watch a lot of foreign. If I do watch, I don't watch half as much as I. I used to watch a movie a day. Yeah. Not anymore. No. Who's got time for all that shit? 
there's too many good video games. Ugh. I've got Song of the Deep that I'm playing right now. Also Mafia 3. Also Titanfall. I can play pinball. I can go after Nikki's score on Skyforce. I game, man. That's what I do. She's obsessed with the Skyforce right now. The fact that Nikki was farther than me, lost all of her progress, and had it all back before I got home from work the next day. That's a crack addiction of a, of a level I don't understand. Because I even told her, I texted her, I have to take breaks, Nikki. Like, okay, two hours on Skyforce, all right, 30 minutes, maybe a beer, and then a different game. Completely. Completely different style, completely different whatever. Not Skyforce. I don't know how her and Box do it. Like, they grind that shit out, man. I can't do that. I can't play like that. I'm the same way, but for different reasons. You, you're playing different shit. I just don't have the attention span to stick with something for that long. And, well, that's not true. Lately, it's been because of Diablo 3, which I'm completely sucked into again. But I wish you were playing on console. I know why you're not, but I wish you were. Because it fucking sucks on console. I... Nikki just wants to, she wants to show that she's legit. That's how she does is by beating your score. <laughs> I've never questioned her legitimacy. That's not, I don't know. It's great. Oh, you know what's crazy is that she's actually calling me right now. Should you pick up the phone and talk to her? Well, this is actually a good place for us to to wrap up because I think we're we're at time. So we'll we'll end on that note. Let's end on the fact that yeah, Nikki's the only one on Pac Man Two Fifty Six that's even close to me. You two scrubs are who we pass halfway to our scores. You and Box. I will tell you right now, she's better at that game than I am. Um, Nils is smoking me though on Skyforce. Like, dude, Nils Nils took that game and like quadrupled my score within two days. Yeah, not Great. not fucking around. Mad props to Box. He's got the focus too. Like, he did the same thing with Binding of Isaac. Just oh my god, I've never <laughs> like I would never uh, I would never play Nils in a strategy game for any sort of money, like Catan, any of that. No, the, the first is, time he I is a fucking. He's a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Strategy in particular. He is a wizard, dude. The very first time I was at his house, we we played Risk, and I think we had money on the game. And I learned that day never to fucking bet when it came to, to strategy and nils. I would uh, I'd bet him on a shooter, like a first-person shooter. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Tiger Woods? Uh, he's pretty good at T-Woods. I think I can beat him at the same amount of days he can beat me. Yeah. I think it'd be a t- it'd, it'd be a toss back and forth between us. And him and I used to play... Uh, a lot of Tony Hawk as well. But no, in a strategy game, no way. Just like I won't play Hebe in an 8-bit Nintendo game. Because <laughs> you're going to get your fucking ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't play him in Castlevania. All right. Well, from the Bit Cave in a gorgeous day in Colorado Springs, we are out.